It's your boy, J.O., and it's the best time and day of the week, Saturday night. We are now in week 15 of the NFL season. Games mean more in December. At this moment, teams are fighting to get the top seed in their conference and doing their best to get into the playoffs. If you're a football fanatic like myself, this is probably the best week of the year. We got four straight days of football. And then on Christmas, we have more football. And last but not least, we have a John Madden documentary airing on Fox Christmas Day 2. Tomorrow we have the Titans versus the Steelers. And still to this day, Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season. TJ Watt has been injured here and there. But if he really wants that defensive player of the year, he is going to have to play through injury. Because Michael Parsons is a man on a mission and would love to get his hands on that trophy. Watt leads the league in sacks with 16, and Miles Garrett is right behind him with 15. The Steelers are 6-6-1, and that one tie may come to haunt them at the end of the season because it was against the sorry-ass Lions. I just want to touch on one thing before I speak on the Titans. First off, last Thursday, when the Steelers fell to the Vikings, Chase Claypool was catching a lot of heat for signaling a first down on the last drive. I am unsure why people are bashing him and not Pat Fryermuth. Because at the end of the day, Claypool got the first down and Big Ben continued to move the ball down the field. The Steelers had a chance to tie the game after an embarrassing start to the game where they were down 29-0. Big Ben had Fryermuth right in the hands but the rookie seen two defenders about to sandwich him and drop the ball as time expired. This is not the first time where he failed in crunch time. He also fumbled against the Lions in overtime, as the Steelers were surging down the field in hopes of getting a game-winning field goal. Claypool is the best and most reliable wideout the Steelers have, so the media and Tomlin need to tone it down with all the criticism. This Titans team seems to always amaze me. They will lose to the Jets without King Henry, Julio, and AJ Brown, which is unacceptable even without those players. Then last week, they put on a defensive clinic versus the Jags and picked off Trevor Lawrence four times. And the gist is that they were again missing two out of those three stars. Well, you can say three because Julio is a shell of himself now and only went for 29 yards on the day. The Titans blew out the Jags 20-0. But will they ever truly be healthy on the offensive side of the ball this season? I doubt it. But I still see them winning their division and hosting a playoff game. In situations like this, Mike Vrabel is a coach that you want. Another great game tomorrow is the up and down Falcons versus the San Francisco 49ers. You just don't know what you're getting with Atlanta. One week, they'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Buccaneers. Then the next week, they'll be getting the doors blown off by the Cowboys. I believe the 49ers will make one of the three wild card spots to make it into the playoffs this season. As long as the Niners can keep Jimmy G and Debo Samuel healthy, 
I don't see why they can't win a playoff playoff game either. Debo has to be the most dynamic player in the NFL. Certainly, he is the most dynamic wideout. With his ability to get into the slot, go out wide, return kicks, and serve as a running back, poses problems for every defense in the league. His speed and strength seem to be too much for defenders, as he is one of the best at breaking tackles. If I ask anybody at a barbershop or in the streets who is the best tight end in the league, most will say Kelsey or Gronk. Yes, I agree. Gronk is the best tight end of all time, but right now, George Kittle is the best. He's an elite blocker and is able to rack up yards like no other. Last week, he became the first tight end ever to go for over 150 yards and a touchdown in consecutive weeks. Although I think his energy is his best attribute, it gets his teammates going and sets the tone before each game. Although the Niners lost to Forrest Buckner to the Colts, they still have key defensive playmakers like Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, and Fred Warner. I can see this game being close for three quarters, then I see the Niners running away with it in the fourth. Personally, I believe the Tuesday night game between the Philadelphia Eagles and Washington football team is the best game of week 15. Both teams have the same record and both teams are undecided with what they are going to do at the quarterback position. The Eagles have to decide if they want to keep the Minshew mania magic going or if they want to give the keys back to Jalen Hurts. My only problem with going back to Hurts is that Now is when the weather conditions are not the greatest. There may be wind, sleet, or snow, as we have already seen in Buffalo last week. Hertz is only completing 60% of his throws. And if he goes down with another injury, that's just a lot on the players and the coaching staff. I believe this bye gave Nick Sirianni enough time to realize Minshew is the better man for the job. I'm not saying the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, but do we remember the change of quarterback in the Eagles Super Bowl year when they went from once to Foles? Maybe a change of quarterback this season may be exactly what the doctor ordered. On to the Washington football team. They have both Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke in health and safety protocols. I do not know who is vaccinated or who isn't, But if you can get one of them healthy by Tuesday, that is a sigh of relief. Major playoff implications are on the line. So you want a quarterback under center who knows the playbook. I understand Nick Mullins has had some decent games in his past with Kyle Shanahan, but this is a whole new system. Not only are the Washington quarterbacks in health and safety protocols, but key defensive players like Kendall Fuller, Montez Sweat, and Jonathan Allen, are two. This is not looking promising for the football team, especially coming off a loss against the Cowboys. With all the uncertainties at quarterback, we may be seeing a whole lot of running game and field goals. I believe the Eagles veterans know what is at stake and will win this game. Thanks for listening and you know I'm coming back with more content real soon.